Hello, friends. Welcome back to the... <laughs> we don't know, because we haven't seen what you've cut them into. <laughs> the eighth you've got episode no clue. <laughs> of Live, Laugh, Lovecraft. Um, this is my little shop of horrors. Uh, today's offers include worms. It's not a well-stocked shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. We have worms with legs, worms with no legs, uh, and, and, and friends. And joining me on today's adventure in order of their evolutionary relatedness to um, the pork tapeworm. I'm, I'm just still trying to learn about you guys. I only, only recently learned how tall you were, only recently learned about... Yeah, that's actually the only information I know. <laughs> Sam, which do you think is most related to a pork tapeworm? That'll tell us a lot. <sighs> and do you mean our characters or us as people? Oh, we're not all equally related. Are we not all equally special? I think well, we should, maybe just... you should come Lucy, up with a you're closest idea. to me, and then we'll go round clockwise from Luke. I feel offended. Clockwise and from Lucy. I'll just cut out the bit about pork tapeworms, don't worry. No, you or won't. I'll cut out this you bit won't. I'll just, just leave the pork tapeworm and it's Lucy. <laughs> and <laughs> it's me. Um, my name is Lucy Eckersley. I am a wildlife science communicator. Uh, I do stuff with animals on camera. Um, that sounds awful. Uh, and I'm also playing Brogar, who is a massive golden idiot. Stephen? Hello, my name's Steve Cross. Uh, throughout this episode, you'll hear me as the the um, the gourmet chef, uh, Snookums Jolliver, whose voice sounds like this. Uh, Katie he's Hunter. a goblin, he's not a human with a really weird voice. He's a goblin. My name's Kate Hunter, uh, and I'm backo again to play Bacco, the Asato Bard. <laughs> that was fucking awful. <laughs> That's about the level we're at today. I'm Zoe McGee. I am trying desperately to finish my PhD uh, in 18th century literature, which is a really, really useful life skill. Uh, today, I will be playing Ivy, the tiefling druid who has far more useful life skills than me, but sadly can't write my thesis for me. Ah, nice. Subcontracting is the future. You have um, to have money. That's the, so yeah, that's the key. There has to be a contract for there to be a subcontract. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, um, it's asking for favours. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. But uh, last time we got together, uh, th things happened again. It was, it was great. Uh, our party made a new friend in the form of Gavin the Mindworm, and uh, Snookums quit his job at the pub. I don't um, remember any of this. I remember quitting my job. <laughs> Gavin the Mindworm? <laughs> Is he real? Has he somehow come out of the game and infected me? <laughs> But the thing is, if he appears today, we'll get to see Sam doing the Gavin voice. Oh, yeah. I think we should ask Gavin for a whole hour all about his life history. Yes. So and then get him to sing Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Sam did suggest I should get you guys to uh, call him out to, to perform, like song requests throughout this journey because he's currently in a jar in my bag yes. oh yeah can you do paparazzi by Lady Gaga <laughs> I'll do anything for, for money mm. no no <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, but will any of these things matter? Got, will, will they have repercussions? You've oh, got, what have you wrong. got? No, I was about to say I've got loads of gold, but it's because I've opened the wrong character sheet. <laughs> I was like, how have I got all this at level two? It's the wrong one. 
So uh, we, we rejoin our party in, in the cosy Jolly Albert and as the innkeeper darts upstairs, sobbing really, really loudly, uh, you hear a, a door slam shut. The room now is quiet, save for the fireplace, which is just crackling very, very quietly in the corner. And occasionally you hear the sound of uh, a coin tapping against one of the hard tables in the corner of the room, piercing through that, that quiet that silence. With no associated sound of someone moving their arm. Is there... Is that... Well, they might, you know, depends what they're wearing. Bangles. Chainmail. I wish it was. Friends, my incredible hearing suggests to me that there is a coin somewhere in this room. We should investigate. I'm, I'm going to go find out who, who it is who's still in this pub where everyone's just hanging out. As you look into the corner of the room, you notice uh, a small hooded figure you've seen a couple of times before hunched over a table, toying with a single gold piece uh, in a is haggard grey cloth hand. No, no, this is a uh, this is a creature with one coin. Oh, it's the one I, I gave the coin to. Is it the one I get that Brogar gave the coin to because he thought it was a, a cultural tradition? <laughs> Aside from this, you've also got Dorador, who's like stood by the door, and he's just. Dorador's like, my <clears throat> mate. I've still got a barrel as well, don't I? Uh, no, to... no, you threw that at the police. Can I picked ask... it back up. Did you? Yes. Broga doesn't leave booze. I don't have that on record, but I'm gonna trust you. Picked it up because when I was first talking to Dorador, I was being like, "I've got booze." So okay, that's fine. You picked it up. So uh, this this little creature, he sort of looks up at you. And he, he reaches, he puts the coin in his hand, reaches out and begins to, to shake it. You can't see his face, he's, he's wearing a, a hood. But he's shaking one coin. He's shaking his, his hand with a coin in it at you. Um, Hello? I'm going to do exactly the same. You're going to reach out a coin? I'm going to put a coin in my hand and just shake it. And as I do it, I'll be like, shaky, shaky. <laughs> see, it's not a very effective way of communicating, is it? <laughs> no, Hello, my name's Snookums. How are you? Shall we stop doing the shaky? How are you? Who are you? I mean, more importantly, how are you? Uh, he, he looks. He looks at you under his cloak and pulls back his his little pulls back his little hood. How and far he, back has he pulled? Sorry, all, all the way, he, all the way. Right. Well, you, I won't. You see a, a little, an old goblin. He's very. He's got a beard. His hair has receded quite badly, and he's got quite greyish green skin. <laughs> what What are you doing here? Well, that's, um, that's not well I, used to, I used to work here. I was like, um, I made my voice pitch up a bit. It's weird. Right. Snookums. Right. I was actually, I used to work here. I just quit my job. Um, so the food quality is going to plummet very quickly if it hasn't already. Um, my name is Snookums. Now, I should warn you, before you try and make friends with me, I am ostracised from Goblin Society because of my love of fine cuisine and flavours other than rat, mud and muddy rat. I I can understand why these goblins would do that, obviously, but I too have been ostracised. Where do you stand on flavour? Uh, personally, not very fast. Um, right. So what that. were you ostracised for? It better be something wholesome. Oh, um, <laughs> if it's eating human children or something, we're not going to bond just over the fact we were both ostracised. No, no, completely un- unflavour related. Um, no, I was ostracised for doing magic. 
Right. Yeah. Now, what kind of magic? Were you, like, putting human children to sleep so you could eat them? Or were you helping people have presents? What? Tell me about... Because, like, normally you don't get ostracised just for doing magic. It's what you do with the... Ma- like, no goblin village is like, oh, thanks for all this water. Get out. No, they're like, thanks for all this water. Stay. We'll need more water tomorrow. So what magic were you doing that got you chucked out by... Let's be honest, pretty tolerant people. Uh, generally, bee magic was the problem. Uh, magic, magic involving bees. There was an accident, and so I, I had to leave my clan. Tell me the, all of the bee spells. Create honey, obviously. Obviously. Um, swarm of, of friendship is another one, where the bees hug you and then, and then you die from asphyxiation. It's one of my favourites. Um, another one. Wait, your be... favourite is you kill people and asphyxiation. No, no, no. I start to see my, why they've ostracised you My favourite is waggle dance, where everyone right. in the room begins to waggle in one direction. Okay. Um, I'm a bit of a trickster, but um, no, no, that was years ago. Uh, you know, the baby is not actually. Are you there. sure it was the bee magic that got you ostracised, not being a bit of a cock? <laughs> Any human being, or not human, any being that says it themselves, oh, I'm a bit of a trickster. It's worrying, isn't it? It's like coming up to me and going, I'm very very charming. It's not. It's not good. Tell me, friend. If you're going to survive out here amongst all the other races, you've got to dial it back a bit. Okay. Work out what you can do for them. Also, what brings you to this pub? It's lovely to see you. You should have come three days ago when I still worked here. Could have made you something incredible. Well, very funny you'd say that. Um, I was here three days ago, um, and I was here two days ago and yesterday as well, but none of you noticed me before, um, except him who gave me money and proceeded to not have a conversation with me. Um, I mean, that sounds like a dream. I don't know if you've tried having a conversation with him, but you got off lightly. <laughs> oh, well, thank It's a frustrating thing to get involved with. That's all I'm saying. This thing, the thing that... <laughs> The thing that goblins have, where we're always like, oh, I bet all the tall races are much sharper and quicker-witted than us. No, apparently not. It's not true. I travelled for years. Years. How many? Two? Ten. A hundred and ninety. It was above years, but they're very different. On a boat for ten years. It's awful. Hear all that clean water? Yeah, vile. Absolutely vile. Put some mud in it. Delicious. Why did you do it? Well, there's a funny story that perhaps I could say. For I'll judge time, how funny the story is. You just tell it. Wait, could I? A... Could I just interrupt for one moment? Just, just um. Oh, please <laughs> do. Could... What is your name? I feel rather odd hearing the life story of someone who hasn't introduced themselves. Us Mungbean. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the lesser pulses. <laughs> what is a pulse? There's a whole family of things, beans, peas. You use them for lots of different stuff. I'm just saying, mung beans, I mean, it lacks a bit of versatility. But on the other hand, the pulse is essential. So I guess now there is there is at least a pulse in this place. Right, so one thing to warn you, mung bean, is um, they do puns, the other races. <laughs> uh, OK, um... What they is think a, it's what funny. That they're all, well, they think it's funny when there's a word that has more than one meaning, as if that's not just a natural part of language. That's they just a hollow Well, they think it's they think it's hilarious every time they do it. <laughs> 
So what you have to do is just laugh once, and that's enough. You have to go, ha, <laughs> and then they think, oh, yeah, that's that's it. The goblin's got it. <laughs> I've got it, but I just don't value it. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I think I can humor You were about to tell me, why did you go on that boat for all that time near all that clean water? Oh, oh, I had this vision, a vision quest about this creature called the big fish who gave me my magic with this stick. And he lifts up a stick that's got, like, lewd drawings of, like, himself as a goblin doing all sorts of unspeakable things to, to predominantly himself, but also other goblins. Um, yeah, so he gave me this stick. Keep talking, but just let me look at that a bit more closely. It, it was prophetic. Um, and so I decided I'd go on a quest to discover the being that gave me this stick and its powers. Did you find was... it? No, no. Oh. <laughs> it's not much of a story, is it? No, not really. Um, I started doing a thing. I've not done any of it. The end. Yeah, well, I thought I found it and it turned out it was just a man. So, um, no. Then I came here with my friend, Soy, and, um, no... Yeah, no, he's dead now. Um, and I just, I just drink. Yeah. Well, it sounds fine. I'm sorry you don't get to eat as well, but um, I don't do that anymore. Do you want some help with anything? You seem down. Oh, honestly, no. I'm actually very happy. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. No, it's been quite boring around here. At least things are exciting recently. Well, yeah. you could just go out and, like, they're all partying. Just go and burn some houses down or something. Give yourself some idea. idea. He, he clicks his fingers and a, a small flame appears on his thumb. Not in here! Okay, my, my days of arson are behind me, frankly. Um, no, really, I was, I was... When you came over to me, well, you know, maybe I could do so for you. What are you trying to do? Yeah. I turn to my friends. Uh, do we need anything doing? Apparently there's a spare goblin. <laughs> Sounds like he's there for a reason. What yeah. is this nonsense about lewd sticks and strange men? Oh, it's art, honestly. Frankly, this should be in a museum. If it wasn't so powerful, it would be. Why is it powerful? It's magical. What kind of magic? Bees, we did Bees, this. obviously. Oh. Only bees. Well, no, but bees are the best one, really, because bees are both dangerous and they make a delicious byproduct, and they're good friends. <laughs> what do we need help with, friends? He's here. He's a man. You know. He's he's lost his way. You know, he's just looking for a purpose. He'd be, I mean, it sounds like he'd be quite happy if the purpose finished him off. So have we got anything we need a, like, disposable character for? Did we find out why there's a curfew? Well, I think the, it had something to do with the, uh, the, you know, the, the dogs with the faces spitting open and the massacring of the children and the mind leeches, but that's just, that's just one, yeah. one tiefling's opinion. Don't go outside, because if you go outside, you die. Is a pretty good reason for a curfew. Yeah. But Some you see, say. the way I see it, there are, there are a few things that I am confused about, but I don't really understand what this goblin would have to do with him, because, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling with it, with no... Um, no offence to Mungbean, but I just... I'm still sort of struggling with um, where Bako has gone, because... He's disappeared, and this judge 
has walked into the pub with us and none of you seem concerned that we're missing a party member. So actually, maybe Mungbin can help us find Bako. Oh, I'm very good at finding things. Snacks, bees, people. Well, we're, we're looking for a satyr. Um, he's... Uh... Well, he hasn't really been very descriptive about himself, but I do recall an image uh, that I I saw. Uh, He's, uh, you know, about yay tall with... I sit sit down on the nearest chair and I say to Mungby, Watch, they'll love this. But I'm sat here. (laughs) 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 I told you they'd love it. They're really weak. That's that's good. Oh, God, you don't get that in Goblin Town. <laughs> oh, God, just jokes about mud and eating rats. <laughs> oh, God, you tickled me. Meanwhile, whilst still dressed as the judge, I'm going to go round the corner and I'm going to get changed around the corner because I'm impressed that they're still deceived and I might still want to keep this trick up my bag for later on. And I'll reappear in my normal gear as if nothing has happened. My normal gear is nothing. Does the deception check still stand? <laughs> to you to sneak off and change? Or do you need to roll? Are you asking, do I now think this is a naked judge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking if, like, if her sneak, if Bako sneaking off is something we could potentially observe, or the judge sneaking off is something we would observe. Here's the thing, or... right? She did roll a 25. But... That was a while ago. It was over 35 minutes and 37 seconds ago. So I'm thinking Kate should probably roll one of these. Exciting. Things that the listeners can't see. Yep. It's because you're deceiving a different person this time. Eight. Uh, so back and walked around, walked around the corner, somewhat still exposed, uh, but begins to strip off their, their judge's outfit in plain view of everyone else in the party. <clears throat> Thank goodness! I think that I think that lewd stick has had has had an effect on the judge. They seem to be they seem to be derobing. Oh, these things do happen. It's very powerful magic. <sighs> Never trust a stick. <laughs> well, that's what they say, isn't it? <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to stumble back in and be. Oh, hey guys! Uh, what what did I miss out on while I was uh, just behind you all that time? Bako, Bako, I, I might be, it might just be, you know, the after effects of the day we've just had, but it seemed to me that there was a judge here who decided they were going to perform what can only be described as a striptease, and suddenly you were there. Um, do you, can you offer any kind of explanation for how you were... Oh, I hiding. I think sometimes, you know, when you had a day, you've just had a day. And uh sounds like you're seeing all sorts of exciting things and it's just left your imagination a little overstimulated. Uh and uh that's my my excuse for it. And I think that we should uh hear more about the bees. Well, the same thing happened to me six months as I spent in a cave staring at this stick, completely overstimulated, didn't really know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, the, the stick didn't give you any ideas. <laughs> well, I said it was prophetic, but the first six months were extensive study. <laughs> but, but, where have you been? Behind have you, you the whole time. 
stuff. Did you meet I'll... Gavin the Mindworm? Show us Gavin the Mindworm. Oh, yes. Uh, where is Gavin? Let me just get him out of my bag. We should, there should be a conversation between Gavin the Mindworm and Mung Bean. I think. <laughs> That could be excellent. Are you Maybe tired, Lucy? You just want a break. <laughs> Is that it? I want to torture Sam a little. Uh, <laughs> he called her a pork tapeworm. I know. It's rude. Good point. Well made. Ah, Gavin. Um, this this is Mungbean the Goblin. Um, he uh, wants to know if you need any assistance. <laughs> Hello. I want to know if you need any assistance. <laughs> Mungbean, Gavin, Gavin says um, he's feeling a little peaky, uh, but doesn't think you're skilled in mindworm handling. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm purely here to help drive the plot along and potentially provide you a way to navigate this city during curfew without being noticed. Friend, Mongbean, have you yes. got any ways of moving around this city during the curfew? Because I feel like we might go stir-crazy here. Also, I have quit, so I would quite like to leave the premises. I oh, yes. point to the open wound on Ivy and just go, <laughs> Do you need to rest or anything, Ivy? Uh, it, it, well, they do say change is as good as a rest, but uh, in this instance, yes, perhaps rest would be advisable. Just well, some, you know, make the most of the uh, free accommodation offer before Snooker was well, quitting. Well, considering everything has gone down, doesn't look like you're that welcome here anymore, does it, Snookums? I turned to him and... What? I am? You upset he him. He said there would always be a place in his heart for me. And oh. all I want is a place in one of his rooms for some of my friends for just one night, not always, just a bit. OK. Well, I don't, you know, I don't own the establishment. Sure, no, you don't. Fine. Well, I'm just going to go and sleep in an empty room because curfew. There's not any more customers coming in now, are there? I'm just going to go and sleep in an empty room and suggest <laughs> to my friends that they do the same. Unless, you know, that's not all right with you, Mungbean. I mean, apparently you have very strong opinions about these things and we would hate, we would hate to irritate you in any way. Sam, I've already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Snookums is just, having said that's what he was going to do, he's just gone. Just does it. it. I'm going to go to bed as well to uh, avoid any more questioning. You've all gone to bed. You've all gone to bed. (laughs) You're having a nap. You're all on full health. Um, Any particular time you want to wake up. We'll see you no. in the morning. I'm presuming okay. the curfew will still be on because of the killings. Um, yeah. We'll have a chat about how we can get around and about and, you know, do stuff. As you as you sleep through the night, you, you all wake up in the middle of the night with some, like, just barking from quite a, a far distance away. You know, the odd bit of crying here and there. But otherwise, an uneventful night, you wake up in the morning, come downstairs, you can hear the innkeeper sobbing in his bedroom. Um... The inn is shut. It's just it's just Dorador and Mungbean. They're snuggled up in, in in the corner to keep each other warm because the fire's gone out. Why were they not in a room? I'm going to wake them on? up. I'm going to wake them up. <laughs> I'm going to wake them up, and I'm going to say, 
Hello, friends. Um, I'm going to whip up some cinnamon toast for everybody. And then once I have, I will be lovely if um, you could tell us how we could get around the city with this curfew on. Because my friends and I have got some business we need to attend to. Yes. But I'm just going to whip up cinnamon toast. But when they go downstairs, just talk to them all about how we can move through the city during curfew. Sounds brilliant, Snookums, honestly. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, Doridor's still asleep. Cinnamon toast every time. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting up and waiting for people to come downstairs. Brogar's in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this the same bath that Ivy likes to read in overnight? Yes. Uh, okay. He's wedged himself in the bath. There's only space for about a litre and a half of water on top of him, but <laughs> he's having a bath. He's enjoying himself. He'll come down when he's ready. Cool. So Mungbean is sat in, in the corner now next to Dorador there. Dorador is drinking some of your ale that you said he could have if you let him in, if he let you in. Um, he's just got a trust of ale. And Mungbean is sitting there carving into his into his stick. So, Sam... Yes. Here's what I'm going to suggest this plan to my friends. If we can get out into the city, maybe we can follow the dog's footprints backwards and work out where all of the dogs were coming from. Or where is the location where normal dogs were turned into <coughs> slappy, slappy, snap, snap dogs? And maybe there we'll find a secret. And maybe that secret will taste good. <laughs> Probably not, you know, I just, I always like to have my main quest in mind. Yeah, that goes out the bath. But we need to know from Moonbeam how to move around the city during curfew without having the whole, or, fuck it, we'll just fight the whole city. Honestly, both seem fairly viable. I have a lot of bees. Frankly, infinite supply of bees. Wait, have you got bees that definitely won't sting people that you tell them definitely not to sting? Hug bees, yes. Right, that's how we're moving around the city. In the middle of a giant swarm of bees, using it essentially as a fog cloud. No one will want to come near us. They won't be able to see us through the density of the bees. And uh, nobody will want to get near us for fear of being stung. They won't be able to hear us talking over all the buzzing. Um, We'll be able to go anywhere, do anything, as long as that thing doesn't involve, um, you know, fly spray or something like that. I see no downsides to this plan. Yeah. Do you have um, any specially trained tracker bees with very sensitive antennae? Well, that, that is a thing. <laughs> I've got bees that can feel the reverberations of the earth. I really want bees that can work out where all these evil dogs are coming from. Yeah, it would be useful, wouldn't it? Well, just, um, you know, I've moved on from this life, but... Training what, montage, what if, training what if, montage. What if, what if everything goes wrong for me and I'm back in the pub serving food? I'd like the pub to still be somewhere people can walk to and buy food. Yeah. Right, well, well, surely, let's go and surely, find out where these dogs are coming from. Surely you can okay. send out some, some scout bees that could, you know, waggle directions back to us. <laughs> Which yes. which plan which plan are you going for? Both. <laughs> Scouts first. Okay, well, um, I'll have to well, do I mean, some I don't, can you magic. multitask? Well, I can, but the bees are very simple minded. Well yes, um, but <laughs> That's absolutely fine. We can we can do both. Um Brogar, so... out the bath and he's holding a dictionary and he's like when d- curfew <laughs> does it end? <laughs> Well, what's the difference between curfew and lockdown, really? 
I a time it limit. Only happened at night time. <laughs> well, no, any time except for one hour in the middle of the day to buy shopping. <laughs> right. Let's take our cinnamon toast for the road then. Yes, okay. Um, so <laughs> this little creature, he, he picks up his stick. Uh, his eyes roll back into his head. He goes, <laughs> and suddenly a, a small swarm of bees come out the end of, of one end of his stick and fly out a, a crack in the window. About 10, 15 minutes later, they return and they, they place themselves on, on this this table that he's sat behind and begin to, to waggle and, and align themselves, um, <coughs> pointing north... I can't do east and west. East. Right, let's head that way, surrounded by a cloud of bees. OK. Uh, Just because I like the idea of that stage direction. He's in the pub. <laughs> Surrounded by bees. <laughs> he takes a bite of cinnamon toast to, to get his strength. His, his eyes roll back into his... Let's And a, a larger swarm of bees come out and yes. uh, envelop all of you. The, the room right. is now full of bees. Where are we going to go, friends? Brogan has we... no idea what is happening, but is going with it because everyone else seems calm. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't explain to Brogan. Oh, to be fair, bored of trying to drag Brogan forward, so he's just going to let him do what he wants. I'm like, friends, let's go and do a thing! Excellent. Onwards. As you head out into town, uh, you leave, rather, you exit this room surrounded by bees. The swarm of, of bees is about 40 feet in diameter. <laughs> it's a fairly sizable swarm, very loud. You can hear people's doors and windows rapidly slamming shut. Yeah, This is clearly some sort of biblical plague. So you head northeast, um, following a, a lone, uh, a, a, sorry, a group of scout bees that are still waggling. Um, and you've now found yourselves conveniently outside the Faculty of Unnatural Sciences, which Ivy would know. You can just about see through this swarm of bees. Yeah, I believe that in front of us is the Faculty of Unnatural Sciences. It's Those almost dogs like... didn't seem very natural, did they? No, no, I must say they did seem a, a little bit unusual. Perhaps we should go in and see if anyone there can help us with our inquiries. Does it take... seem like a good idea? Do you want to take the bees in with us? <laughs> can we park can they the bees? stand guard? <laughs> I think they should guard the door, to be honest. Is it possible, Mungbean, for the bees to form into the shape of two guards holding large halberds but made of bees? Um, well, one of us would have to make an animal handling check. Well, you're in charge of the bees, so I suggest okay, you I, do I it. I suggest I do. Okay. I'm not. I'm not handling all these bees. It is a. It's a four. Oh. But uh, what happens is sorry, it's a four. But what happens is <laughs> these bees try to form two people, but sort of fail, and they're like conjoined. Just a, a bit of a monstrosity. Doesn't quite look like a person or two people, but they're holding what looks like a bee spear. I say, uh, I mean, well, that'll scare a few people off. The monstrosity <laughs> seems like a perfectly adequate guard to me. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and I push open the door to the Faculty of Unnatural Sciences. <clears throat> As you do so. It, which is not what? It's not where I was expecting us to end up. Oh, OK. Um, may I just establish, actually, were you looking for dogs or were you looking for where the dogs came from? <laughs> I want I think to know them. where they came from, because we don't want more of them. If we can prove no more are coming, then we can shut down the curfew and go back to living a normal life. So this quest is called End the Lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For some reason, that's on my mind. 
<laughs> I can't think Who why. Why? As you as you open this door, it creaks really. It's a very bassy, loud creak. Within, or rather behind this large, it's a large double doors. You have it's a large hallway with like, you know, when they have like little checkered tiles in the floor, like black and white. It's like that, but uh, it's dead quiet inside. All of the lights are off, and it's almost pitch black. But uh, you will have dark vision, so that doesn't especially matter. You're in a, a very large entrance hall, and at the end of this hall, there's a there's a, a couple more doors. But it's wide. It's a wide entrance hall. There's a couple of doors. There's some like like seats. It's a bit like an airport lounge, not a lounge. I've never been in one of them. What are those bits called by the gates at airports where there's like low Depart- gates? A departure lounge. Departure lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like benches and some nice pretty flowers and ferns. Um. Did you say that Ivy knows this place? Ivy does know this place. So, given that Ivy knows this place, where would Ivy go in this place to find uh, answers or people or a light switch? Uh, The light light switch, you'd know, is by the door, (laughs) conveniently. Um, To find answers, you are... Like, is there a person whose office this might be, or like, is there an inquiries desk? Or, well, there's an inquiries desk, but it's currently unmanned. This room is empty. Well, so the first thing I'm gonna, I, I will do is uh, flick on the light switch, walk up to the inquiries desk, and ring the bell. Okay. Because you know, that's that's just the way things work. You ring the bell. Ding. <laughs> no, nothing. Hmm. It's clearly no one at work uh, this today. Is... This is where I met you, wasn't it, Ivy? Well, yes, yes, Brega. Uh, this is where you're... I met you just after that awful thing happened to me. Um, anyway, is there a there awful, bit awful of... thing? You, you know where I was all I was all messed up. Anyway, did, uh, we were looking for the dogs, right? Because I could yes. hit them in the back of the neck again. I can help this problem. Let's find more dogs. <laughs> so I, I've had a think about what Ivy will know. <laughs> So, which is a lot. For reference, <laughs> people working on things like mind maggots or mind worms or whatever we're calling them at this point. Gavin. Would include Gavin. People who are specialists in Gavinology would include Aldous Hux, Aldous Yardley. <laughs> uh, and yeah, a, a few folk in, in his department studying the old ones, which you would find at the far End of end of this corridor, or rather, back of this room. There's the door. You move through that door. It will take you into the quadrant. Okay. There are then three buildings set off that quadrant. The one to the east is where they study fossils of ancient monstrosities. And there's no sign of the dogs in the. Um, there's no sign of the dogs here. Okay. You've left the bees outside, so. Well, I can't. Can any of you sense the dogs anywhere? I see no acid trail, which was our only previous <laughs> guiding light. So no. Could we get well, one bee? Grab, put it in your hands, and whichever way it buzzes, follow that. Like a bee compass. Brogart, did you actually have a good idea? <laughs> you must be. You must be evolving. This is fabulous. And it involves following. <laughs> involves following a bee that I've got in my fist. But yes, good plan. <laughs> Can well, I go grab a bee? Yeah, you'll need to roll animal handling though. Okay. That is a ten. You've got a bee in your hand. Yeah. 
And I'm just going round in circles. <laughs> B's not waggling, it's just in your hand. <laughs> I, I speak to it in my hand. Excuse me, Mr. B. Can you show, can you show me where the dogs are? <laughs> Is it going in a particular direction against my hand? It's just in your hand. It's just buzzing. All right, he squashes the bee and moves on. <laughs> no, it just it's so harsh. Okay, uh, sorry, as a reaction, the bee stings you for two poison damage. <laughs> it's a hot bee. They don't sting. They don't sting. Yeah. I thought you were getting a... <laughs> they do sting, they just don't sting people they're friends with. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that seems not to be working, and nobody seems to be answering this bell, which is very bad manners. Um, but I tell you what, uh, there's usually someone working in the fossils department because none of them have any any kind of lives, and to be honest, they probably wouldn't know a curfew was happening, even yeah. even if it is. So why don't we go down there? Maybe they'll be able to give us some more information. I think it's uh, it's it's over there to that. That way. Basically, what we want to know is, is there anyone who works here whose work might accidentally be used to turn dogs crazy so they kill people? Well, to be honest, uh, I would say this is probably the department we're looking for. Um, I'm sure they'll be fascinated to see Gavin. Um, let's let, let, let's let's try this way. Oh, Lord, I will. <laughs> in your bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So you walk to the back of this sort of entranceway, open the door, and you find yourselves in this what is known as the quadrant. <laughs> the rims of it are under cover, and you can see that there are doors leading off it, and it wraps around a, a lovely courtyard full of roses. <laughs> And 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 topiary stylized into fun mystical creatures like centaurs and dragons. Okay, uh, you now walk your way towards that, like the fossils department, which is you head right and you you follow the wall round until you're on the the eastern side of this quadrant, and uh, the door there is locked. But Ivy, you do have the key. Yes, yeah, so I take out my key uh, and open the door. So don't don't, don't worry, I have the key. <laughs> As you as you do so, you walk in and you find yourselves at the the bottom of a a, a tower. Okay, and you can tell it's a tower because it's tall, and there's and there's a, a spiral staircase wrapping around the edges of it, going off into. You can see doors every so often, like spaced every not sort of ninety degrees around this as it rotates, uh, sort of three or four times. Very tall on One this ground the, floor. Yeah. Hmm? So one of the really impressive uh, feats of architecture in this in this department is the fact that you can only see the tower from the inside and not from the outside. <laughs> that is true. Uh, uh, you can see that this the, the ground floor there is um, there's a few doors leading off. There's one off to the left that's already open, uh, which has the tag next to it of Aldous Yardley, a little like brass stamp. <laughs> I feel like we're being pointed someone, to a specific someone door. Someone has to kick this door in. Come on. Kick the door in. It's, it's the open. Door open. The door's open, Snookum. Straight it's inside. Just... Straight inside. I'm like, who's this guy? Cool. Go I met him. <laughs> as, as you rush through the door, uh, the room has been completely ransacked. There is glass all over the floor. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it really quickly just then. It wasn't me. You... I did do it. 
particularly notably, there was at some point a, a glass display case which has been pulled onto the floor and is full of broken glass, save for one bell jar which is still intact. But it has it's nothing. It's so weird. Done. They wanted to display all this broken glass. <laughs> Ivy is looking around the room in horror at the destruction of research. She just starts to cry. Oh, oh, don't cry, um. <laughs> it's just... why, why, why would anyone I... do that? Sam, I'd like to walk over to Ivy and offer her a small, uh, like it's a hard-boiled candy, but it's been made infused with rose water and uh, geranium. No, geranium, <laughs> which is a radioactive element. Geranium. Yep. Thank you. Mechanically, nothing, but just mechanic. Is this, this like one of your mechanical, thing. mechanicless snacks? Non. Yeah. 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 We said I could have them. Oh, absolutely. Last time, last time time Brogar was in a room with broken glass and other mysterious objects, he found an excellent ring, so starts rifling through stuff. (laughs) I think it's a good idea that the one with the toughest skin starts looking through the broken glass for clues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a notoriously frail. One of my hands is also swollen to twice its size, so I can s- sweep away the glass quite easily. <laughs> so uh, sweeping away this glass, you so you're rummaging through notes, pieces of these Belgians. There's like dehydrated creatures, like old sort of that were at some point in time stolen formaldehyde. The room smells like formaldehyde. They're just like strewn across the room that have clearly fallen out of these jars. Um, and you probably shouldn't be rummaging through it, yeah, but whatever. The, the room smells like formaldehyde. Leave, leave the room. <laughs> um, so you keep on you're trawling through all of this stuff. Nothing particularly of, of note. Um, there's letters, there's some research notes, and, and those, those dehydrated creatures, but that's it. Can I put the dehydrate, dehydrated creatures in my pocket? Yeah. Okay, there's there's a collection of of worms, of course, because that's that's what we do here, <clears throat> um, as well as uh, some like Siamese cats with two heads, um, the odd fish with legs. Like it's not a fish, but it's got like little frog legs as well. Is it um, bipedal fish? <laughs> some would say yes. <laughs> Has it only got two legs? And it's only got two legs, but it's still got pectoral fins and, and pelvic fins. <laughs> And, and as well, like what looks like sort of a mermaid, but it could just be a monkey glued onto a fish. <laughs> I'm pocketing all of these. <laughs> my my pockets of my cape are slowly filling up with absolute nonsense. Uh, I'm going to suggest, uh, mates, this looks like definitely uh, something went down here. Shall we venture further into the tunnel thing? Can we get in there? Tower? Tower, not tunnel. Let's go up these stairs. Upwards t- tunnel. The upwards tunnel. Up the stairs. And I'm going to walk up the stairs. Yeah, I'm totally in for this. I'm I, the Ivy follows, sniffling quietly, but as, sucking uh, on as the delicious sweet. Mm, so, Ivy, you just notice uh, as you're leaving, um, based on your passive perception, uh, you notice a letter from one J.R. Millicent to Aldous. You continue your way up the stairs, everyone. Uh since it's caught my eye, I pick it up and cool. read it. 
it lists uh, some minor details about the potential to set up an organisation to put right uh, the world's problems, to resolve uh, the financial hardships the university has been dealing with by funding and supporting the city, and uh, to and the university funds the city. Yes. Interesting. And to help move on uh, some of the individuals who have moved into the city who may not necessarily be as desirable as others. Oh. That's ethnic cleansing, isn't it, Sam? Does this organisation have a name? It's just just referenced as the organisation in this case. Our organisation, rather. Ivy is already grief-stricken. Um, can't quite process this right now. Folds up the letter, tucks it into a pocket, carries on up the stairs, um, simmering somewhere in the back of her hand. As you're... Yeah, yeah, no, go for it. I was going to say, isn't there one of those doors? You said there were doors dotted at about 90 degrees everywhere as we go up. Yes. Let's go into the first door! Uh, (laughs) Hand door number one. The first door is a blue door. I love blue. Great. You want to open it? Yes. Okay. As uh, you open the door, you feel this immediate chill, uh, sort of like a gust of wind coming in through the door. As you open it, um, it's like a snowscape. It's only a small room, sort of uh, like five metres by about eight metres, but contained within it, uh, like the floor is covered with snow, and on each of the walls is almost like a like a sheet of glass behind which is uh, an animal. So we have, like, polar bears, like, icy sea spiders, um, snowy eagles. I'm sorry, you said two normal things, and it sandwiched between those. You said icy sea spiders. <laughs> sea spiders. That was, that was slipped in there. Uh, icy it... sea spiders. Can I get you all to roll a really quick... Perception check. Which is what Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. Two. Eight. Fourteen. Eight. 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 Plus four modifier. Wow. Yeah, I got fourteen too. Fourteen. Uh, the, the two, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ivy, you're unaware of this. Rogar, you're, you're doing your own thing in the corner. Rogar's making a snow angel on the floor. Snookums and uh, Bacco, you notice that the the material this glass is sort of constructed from appears to be really similar in form to that which is on the front of those hand mirrors you found. Mm. Uh, do we? T- I'm I'm going to touch it. I'm going to put my hand up to it. Is the polar bear moving, or is it frozen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's frolicking about in the snow. It's got a couple of cubs as well. Oh, can we go there? So we're like in an aquarium. <laughs> Zoo. That, yeah, that, that's what it would remind you of, right? like an aquarium or a zoo. So you, you want to touch you want to yeah, touch I'm gonna it. Yeah, I'm going to put my hand up to the bear. Yeah. So it, it, initially, like, the back of this, it seems like it's all, like, painted on, onto the back. Up, like, you can see the animals for looking about, but a bit like a, a rubbish zoo. As you place your hand onto it, the glass wobbles, but there's no resistance. Like, I like it's not... So, so a, a bit, a bit like if you were touching, like, some water. I'm going to put my hand through it. I'm As you put your going. hand through it, your whole body is sucked through this this <laughs> glass. You're now, like, in this weird snowscape where you can see the really polar bears chilly. in front of you, but the walls... Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're naked. You're very cold. 
like, yeah. Let's not go into details. But those walls, which originally were painted, uh, now it's, you're just in this this like expanse of like, like you're in the Arctic. You can see mountains. You can see a tiger forest behind you. Similarly, that there is more polar. It's more icy. But uh, where that that wall, the glass wall thing that you just touched is, you can you see it's like refracting the light slightly differently, almost so like I- a. Did I see Bako fall through this? You, you all see Bako fall through. But oh, well, Bako, 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 can you hear us? Can you hear us through there? Can you hear us? <laughs> so you can hear, you can hear them. They can't see you. Can you see any way to come back? That's Bako I... gone then. Can you <laughs> see any way? He's disappearing. Can you see I... any way? To... Can you hear us? I can hear you, but I can't can see. I, can I see. hear Bako, Sam? Uh, you can't hear Bako. Can you hear? He's gone, guys. Well, He's gone. Well, Next room. Maybe. I feel like, why don't we see? I think we should come up with a plan. Who's the most durable one? Broker stands up. Right. What I think we should do is, well, I've got 50 feet of very strong rope, which will tie around you and then around all of the fixtures in this room, and then you can lean slightly into the mirror, talk tobacco, and you won't be sucked in. Or even or... you could just put your little thingy in first and just see whether it gets snapped straight off, in which case or... I will or... apologise and give you five gold pieces. Or... We could tie a rope. Can we just poke a rope in? Poke a uh, rope, rope in. You're poking a, rope, in. a rope can't poke its head in and go, are you all right, Bako? Do you need yeah, anything? If, Do you if want Bako us to is, come and join you? Or Like, if Bako is stuck in the wall painting, then they can pick up the rope. Oh, we Bogo is man. not fancying. What happened? Yeah, but but if, if, if okay, we'll does do that. get pulled through... <laughs> How will we, me and you, yeah. pull Brogar and Bako back yeah, out of the wall? I don't think you're going to is, be able to get, up. With Brogar doesn't get sucked in because we've roped them to everything. Can so that, I pick something up and throw it at the wall? She can't go yep. any further than the thing. And then I pick up a pen. <laughs> You I can't do that. Then. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not what they need on the other side. Um, what do you have oh in your inventory that you can throw? Balls, what have I got? You've um, got some dried animals. <laughs> I do, I do. I throw a Siamese cat with two heads at okay, the wall. Uh, can, can you please make a strength check for me? Yes, I can. Uh, oh, oh, it's oh, a heavy oh. cat. <laughs> really heavy cat. It's like a kitten. Yeah. That's a 19. Uh, cool. Uh, okay, Bako, can you please make an athletics check for me? <laughs> oh, no. A dodge a speeding cat. <laughs> I. Oh, yeah. Please tell me it goes 13. through warp speed. And then just. <laughs> exactly. 13. 13. Okay, uh, you, you throw this, this cat through with astro- astronomical force. Uh, Bako, you, as you're you're just stood there looking around you hear like this gust of wind coming up behind you as you turn this Siamese cat almost hits you square in the face as you definitely <laughs> dodge out of the way uh, there's now a Siamese cat like lying on the floor if you can hear me I hope that was what you needed <laughs> you should really have thought to put a note on that <laughs> or just, it wasn't just, <laughs> just come towards 
Come towards where the Siamese cat came from. Try to jump yeah, back. Can I try and walk backwards? Yeah. As you walk backwards. <laughs> that you walk backwards. Okay, you, you walk backwards. Your, your heel touches this whatever, and uh, your body is sucked back through onto the other side of the glass. Um, as you look through into the like the exhibit you can see that the, the polar bear and its cubs are, are currently having a sniff around what appears to be a very small siamese cat so what was on the uh the other side of you what have you seen uh there were some it was wobbly it was uh a, a siamese cat came hurtling at me out of nowhere uh and that, that was very we well. could see the polar bears and it was cold it was very, very, very cold. I oh, cast the... my mind to see I if I see you. understand what this room is. Uh, see if I know about it. Do I know about? Uh, you, is? you can try and roll. It depends. What do you, do you want to know? If you know something about it, or do you want to know if you understand what's going on? Both. I can't <laughs> understand what's going on. Okay. Know something about it, we can discuss. Mm, ten for Arcana. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you, you don't have any, like, knowledge of the magic going on here. Um, and you have never been allowed up the stairs here. <clears throat> That's just rude. Um, but I'm now much more excited to be here now that I know that I'm not supposed to be here. Um, the ICC spiders. Yep. Are they underwater? No, they're just hanging out on some on some like fake ice. So not sea spiders. They, they, they've no, they've got like a dog bowl that they like dip in every so often to keep hydrated. This is a terrible zoo. <laughs> this is awful. Do you have any enrichment at all? This is horrendous. Um, can the I throw more in your things? Do not do well. No. Can I throw more things because Brogar is is confused that his friend could become what he is deeming part of a magic painting. But we couldn't see him. Mm. But I can see the cat. I throw more dead things through to the spiders. To the spiders? Yes. <laughs> okay. Try and get the mermaid in the bowl. Yes. I... I throw the mermaid. Uh, as you throw uh, the, the mermaid through, it disappears from view. Uh on closer inspection a few seconds later, you can see the mermaid is almost in, like, the painting on the wall at the back of this room. Friends. So it's, like, in the scenery. Friends, this looks extremely strange to me, but I can't help thinking that this is a blue door that we've walked through, and there are quite a lot of other doors, and before we throw all of our dead animals through this one, I wonder if we should just see if there are any other strange wobble walls that might have maybe something... To, to, to. I'm just I don't want us to get stuck in an ice palace when actually we're trying to find split-faced dogs um, and I've never been allowed down. here before so quite frankly I want to explore um, we... so uh, I, and I Brogar leave and I start up. walking no Ivy Brogar is like so we're thinking there are more <clears throat> magic paintings that I could throw shit at well I just I, I, I think it's possible excellent let's explore I mean, if we got to a fiery one and you didn't have the chance to throw something through it and see if it exploded, you'd be very sad. I would be. That would be very sad. Um, so you're leaving the room, carrying on upstairs? Yes. As you do so, you would come up to the next door, which is red and has the, the number two on it. I feel concerned about going through the red door after what we learned from the Rogar blue door. opens the red door. 
Hans, I've seen this number before. It's higher than one and lower than three. Brogar makes a note of that. <laughs> As you've opened the door, much like uh, the first time, but you are hit by this like sweltering heat. Um, as you step in, the same layout, you've got a sort of five metre by eight metre room and with glass on the sides uh, and like paintings behind with some animals. The first is like a like a, a disembodied flame floating around. You'd know it's a fire elemental. Ivy, a disembodied definitely. flame. Disembodied flame. Oh, flames that have bodies, but it's like a, it's just like a flame floating around. It has no form. Um, the the next is like a hellhound, so a dog that's on fire. And then uh, in the third <clears throat> one of these these glass panels, um, a collection of uh, humanoids. Three of them, a small family, um, with uh, really dark skin, blue hair, uh, horns, and uh, tails. Hey Ivy, they look like you. <laughs> Are they my family? Uh, then you don't recognise them as your family. But let's go meet them. Brogar says and walks through that mm. side. Of the... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna grab the t-shirt of Brogar and, and pull him back because I don't think that's the best idea. Having learnt what I've already learnt. Uh, so is this something Brogar really wants to do? I mean, he does really want to do it, but he he has the sense to listen to others' sense. If a friend is pulling him back, I'm like, but Bako, you came back. You're yep. fine. But I'm still very cold. And it was quite scary in there. I couldn't see you. I could just hear I'm, your voice. I'm very tough, honestly. I reckon I'd be fine. Kind of, mm, I throw another right? thing through it. On the other side of the glass. Hey, what's her? Are they alive? They're they're milling about. It's they've got like a little house, like a, a house that would belong to people of their culture, uh, and they're like just hanging around, making some food, um, existing. Right. And we're seeing into their house. I'm just wondering You're, what the spice. No, no. no so, so they're like outside the house. So their house is there, and and they're like outside the house. I throw one of the worm things through. Just to clarify, that's one of the dead ones, not Gavin. No, I'm no not Gavin's Gavin. in my bed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, uh, you, you throw the worm through, and similarly to the last time, as you throw it through, it disappears from view and then appears uh, in the background. It's like painted onto the floor. I'm getting like this this weird The Witches and, and Doctor Who vibes from the, these paintings. I mean, that, that looks an awful lot like uh, what my parents described home as. But uh, I can't think why it'd be behind the wall in here. I don't mean to disturb your nostalgia, but you said hellhound. Aren't we looking for dogs? We're not dogs that are on fire. But maybe, maybe whatever made this dog on fire made the dog have a split open face. I mean, it's just not the the strangest leap of logic. I'm going to suggest to Ivy. So Brogar turns to Ivy and is like, are you from a particularly hot place? Is it very cold for you right now in this mild temperate? Oh, no, you see, I, I was born here. Um, but uh, my parents, here in a lovely, lovely town, um, it just, uh, you know, there were other people there who looked like me. <laughs> Shocking, I know. There aren't any around here. Everyone's very pasty and no blue hair. But yes, they did say it was warmer than here. 
Um, I've always, I think I've adapted to the to the climate. Anyway, Hellhound, um, <laughs> Hellhound, back. At, were you saying something about the Hellhound? I'm kind of. It's been a very I'm... overwhelming day already, and I'm I'm just losing my thread. <sighs> I'm going to suggest a Goldilocks approach to this little tale we're doing. We've done cold, we've done hot, let's go back out, up again, see if one third door might be nicer. Right. I mean, that sounds remarkably logical. And I'm going to walk out the door and up the stairs. Is there a signature in the corner of any of these paintings Brogar looks for? No, there's there's like a little plaque beside each of them, though, that, that describes the scene. <laughs> I can't read what? it. <laughs> Ivy looks at the plaque under the uh, group of people by the house in a very familiar setting. What does uh, it say? It says uh, in Infernal Script, uh, a, a, a small family of tieflings uh, preserved in... Glass. Glass, it says. Preserved in glass. Hmm. Maybe we could go in and visit them. Maybe, but I do think we ought to. Uh, I think we ought to investigate the final room because I may not want to rush out of there. So let's uh, <coughs> let's bookmark this one. Yes. Right. Uh, are there any books? Are there any books nearby? Uh, not unless you have one on your person. <laughs> well, okay. I've got a notepad. Well, it was just I was going to leave a book next to it to mark it because I don't really know what bookmarks are. <laughs> on to the next room. Uh, you reach the the third room and. The door is like a, a dark grey. It's just the number three on it. Spooky. I was kind of expecting green. Did you know this number? <laughs> I was thinking purple. This I was is thinking yellow. One, this is the one after the last number. <laughs> Broke so our I didn't realise two was the last number. So this yeah. is like the afterlife number. Yeah. So this is three. Let's yeah. go in. Let's go in right now. 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 The door. You. The door. You. You sort of push it in. You feel nothing. Within this room, there are once again. It's exactly the same layout with three of these images. The first is just a, a, a little worm crawling around on the floor, yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Oh no, he's a he's a mind magnet. No, this is this is more like a centipede. It's the, probably the so easiest. Not one a worm. <laughs> not a worm. There's a centipede on the floor. Thank you. We'll redact that. Um, the second one is, looks faintly humanoid, uh, and its jaw is split, much in the same fashion as the dog's. And the third is empty. <gasps> well, let's read what it says on the things. Wait, no, we found the dogs. Then we know what the dogs are. We found a humanoid with a split face. This is where the dog must be from. And they got out. Would you like to investigate? Sometimes your brain actually works. It happened twice today. Would you like to investigate? Yes. (laughs) Sounds good. Who will investigate? Let me investigate. Mm Okay, it's not a one. I thought it was a one. Um, seven plus two, so that's a nine. So it's a slightly less terrible failure. <laughs> the uh, the plaque next to this image uh, is is scratched up quite a little bit, uh, but says in just going to double check. Yeah, uh, says in common that uh, this is a, a mind maggot stored in glass. Yay! This the one. Must- 
be what yeah, I was just talking about when he said there was one kept here. And it's got out. But it couldn't have... Well, I guess it could have got out. I mean, they're not terribly well protected. I mean, Bako, you, you just walked right I've back out. out. So, yes. Very irresponsibly preserved, I would say. But that must mean that if it was here and alive, this preservation technique, it keeps it alive through time. So those people could be my grandparents or perhaps my ancestors. So which one of us are you going to introduce to them first? Mm, and how? Broga waves and flexes. Mm, it will be a tough decision. Um, can I, can, I, can Broga read the one underneath the split face humanoid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does it say? <laughs> words uh the sign next to this this tank or painting just lists it as uh one of the unwanted what was in the third what so there was an empty one there was the human like, like a, a, centipede a centipede creature. oh that's right yeah, yeah yeah uh the centipede looks like uh it looks like a, a large centipede that is the has the sort of mottling mottling has the, the coloration of one of our, our friendly mind maggots so it looks like a mind maggot, but isn't a mind maggot. No, yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks as in it has like the coloration of a mind maggot, but it looks like just a large centipede. When you said it was on the floor, does that mean we're standing on the glass that sucks you through? No, sorry. So glass that sucks you through. Other side it's on the, the side. It's, right, it's like okay, on the floor so of a tank. It, 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 yeah, it's a bit like, you know, when you go to a bad zoo and they've like painted the rainforest in the background on like the walls to make the animals feel like they're in nature. But actually they're not, they're in a tiny little box. It's a bit like that. Right. <laughs> it, how big is the centipede thing? Uh, Four feet long um, and like half a foot wide, like that wide. Okay, so when you were like, little wormy thing, that was entirely wrong. <laughs> that was entirely inaccurate, yes. Ivy checks back at the letter to see if the phrase, the unwanted, was how they described the people they wanted to remove from the city. And the person who composed the letter tells me whether that is the case or not. Uh, the person who composed the letter does not list them as the unwanted. There was something else there. I think undesirable was right, the right. um, th- this, this creature stood behind the glass is just standing there pretty much unmoving and unblinking as opposed to the other animals which are milling about and doing their own business. Um, its eyes are like bulbous and just staring into space as it's, it's breathing, but otherwise just stood there. But it's got the split jaw. Mm-hmm. Does it have acid? Uh, it's foaming at the mouth. Okay. I pull out Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. Um, I don't know if this is if this is really your area, but this strange humanoid thing appears to have been infected by one of your. It certainly looks like what you guys did to the dogs. Could could you maybe give me a professional appraisal of what is going on here? Perhaps in song. Can you write a persuasion check, please? <laughs> I feel like we're on good terms. We're I have, have a dirty twenty. Hey, what? Dirty twenty. That's fine, not natural. So you're not getting a song, but you'll get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the funniest work. This one. 
This is literally us watching Sam waterboard himself. This is, you could sell this, Sam. Who's the target audience? Who wants to watch Sam drown? I'm sure there's someone. When you put it like that. Quite <laughs> like a, a long list, yeah. Any other questions? So what well, were I you didn't understand what I asked. Um, what was, what was, what if, if the person we could see had been infected by another mind magnet? Maybe what? I have no what? idea what you said. It was pretty abusive. <laughs> Can I hold Gavin closer to my ear? You can't. You can't hear anything. <laughs> you can't understand him. Can I know what I've got a lang? Oh no! Some of our finest work. Uh, and what was this humanoid originally? Well, the humanoid. How can you tell? Well, there there are rather a large number of different types of humanoid. Where, where, when, when did this humanoid get uh, infected? Oh, like well, probably two thousand years ago, probably for the age of his, uh, his flaking skin. And and it's still alive. So d- does the uh, do you keep your hosts alive even if they become brain dead through time? Well, a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, it was cost benefit analysis, really. Did you just cost benefit analysis? Yeah, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be animal, but I'm going to live forever, so, uh, yeah. When they wrote the grant for this project, the cost benefit analysis was a really big part of it. So. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> And my procedure went on. Oh, we're getting this. The procedure went on. Ah, a procedure went on. It came down to Tina in HR. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry, it's a bit late for that. What's happened to your voice, Gavin? <laughs> oh, I, just, I just had a frog. Sorry about that. <laughs> <coughs> the air's getting a bit thin in the jar, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm still holding it up to my ear. Hoping that I can understand it. Broke, broke up. Let's be very careful with that jar, please. I, I'm. I, please don't. Please don't break the jar. Terrible things will happen if you break the jar. As as you're you're stood there, you hear a sudden crash from outside uh, the bottom of the tower, and that's probably a sensible place to end. So Steve can go and make baby dinner. This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter and Zoe McGee. You can find links to all of their online stuff down in the podcast notes below. The music was written by myself and additional sound effects were provided by Michael Gelfie and myself. We hope that you have a wonderful week everyone and we'll see you next time when the adventure continues. I'm just really looking forward to us writing a film called The Kate Hunter. The Kate Hunter. <laughs> we'll get there. And then the sequel can be Bacco again. Yes. <laughs> My dad is uh, Dick Hunter. Really? Yeah, he's Richard no. Hunter. He's no. Dick Hunter. Oh, no. No. Oh, yes. no. And my brother, Mike Hunter. No. Please tell me your dad's mum is called Fanny Hunter. That would be amazing. Make just the full set. Oh, Mike no. Hunter. That's just a yeah, Mike Hunter. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous.
Does Australia not have words? How do people end up with these names? That's excellent. That's my new favourite one. My my colleague's brother's name is Hugh, and his last name is Cumber, and he is a lawyer. Wait, a... does he have a daughter called Elspeth? <laughs> All possible. Because I went, I went to university with an Elspeth Cumber whose dad was Hugh Cumber. Yes. I... <laughs> we either be. had this conversation or I have dreams. We about have. This we have had this conversation. I'm not entirely sure which it is. What I do know. Same time. It was the same time Hugh I told Cumber. you about my friend with his with his twin school friends who were uh, Chris and Drew Peacock. Chris Peacock is not acceptable. Yes, you much prefer yours. What? Lightly toasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Chris Pratt. I'm really pleased with that. That's many fave. That and my content. <laughs> I couldn't tell if Steve was slightly smiling and amused or just really disappointed he has to spend the next hour and 20 minutes with us until he can spend time with far more mature individuals, Ben and April, when they return from work. (laughs) 